Hello, Marcus Brigstock here. For rights reasons, we are not able to include all of the music featured in the original Cabinet of Jazz radio series. I would urge you, beg you, plead with you to head in the direction of whatever streaming service you have or vinyl records you have or whatever you've got and go and listen to this incredible music. The Cabinet of Jazz with Marcus Brigstock on Jazz FM. Listening Colour. Welcome to the Cabinet of Jazz recorded live at Pizza Express Soho for Jazz FM. I am your host, Marcus Brigstock. So delighted to be here. I will, as ever, be inaugurating a new president of jazz this evening and inviting them to select a cabinet of musicians to help them run the world. Sounds simple enough, doesn't it? It's time now to introduce your president for tonight's show, and I couldn't be happier to have him here. Tonight's president is himself a musician, playing the double bass. He's an arranger, he's an educator, and he is the living embodiment of someone who understands the importance of lowering the ladder behind you so that others can climb it too. He's fresh from winning the Impact Award at last week's Jazz FM Awards. Would you please welcome your next president of the United States of Jazz, Gary Crosby. Thank you. How have you been? All right, I've been here. Yeah. You managed to get through the last 18 months of, of, of strangeness and you've been performing, um, you've been practicing, writing, I've what have you been doing? Performing, um, little bits, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, st- I'm still um, trying to get back to full strength. Uh, there's lots of performances happening for the young warriors, or I yeah. should now call them our troops, our, yeah, yeah. our youth corps. Your soldiers. <laughs> our soldiers. Yeah. It's been quite a lot happening for them. Mm-hmm. So tell us about Tomorrow's Warriors. How did this all begin and, and what, what was the story behind it? Uh, after a trip in Jamaica, mm-hmm. um, came back. Uh, I used to work at the Jazz Cafe uh, uh, with the wonderful John Dabner. Just one day he came up to me, what are you, do- what are you doing? So I said, I don't know, for some, this whole line just came out, you know, just blagged away and said oh, I've got some young musicians and I'm just looking for somewhere to hang out with them mm-hmm. and he said use the building on Saturdays and it starts then 30 years ago this year so you actually. gathered together young musicians started playing there were a couple then... of musicians I knew Byron yeah. Wallen Dennis Baptiste and people like that that yeah. I knew already and um, that was the opportunity to start then yeah. and then uh, we were just having fun mm-hmm. for about two years and then I met uh, Janine Irons and then it became work up until that time we were just having fun and yeah. learning and then Janine came and put structure around it yeah. and made it functional to others and I mean it's, jazz music seems I think to be unique in this regard you know Art Blakey made it his business yes. with the messengers to always look for the young players the yes. new players bring them in Miles Davis did Mingus, it Herbie Hancock did Mingus it Mingus did, did it, it. Yeah. yeah practically all, all of them do it each one teach one is a, yeah. a philosophy that we hold in Tomorrow's Warriors, but it actually goes through the whole jazz world as well. Yeah. What's the motivation for Tomorrow's Warriors? What are you trying to achieve with it? Oh, many things, but the spread of this music is is at the forefront. I want everybody to be engaged with jazz. You know, I love the music. It's done great things for me. It's saved me from all kinds of silly things as a mm-hmm. teenager, and I want to pass that on to others that 
Mainly, I was on a council estate in Acton, and um, that's where my love and experimenting with jazz came about. And I wanted others on the estate to follow me, and nobody did. Yeah. You know, and I, I just used to think, if only I could expose them to it. And that really has been the, the thing behind it. I know that if there is support for people in some of those areas, we, we would get better results. But Absolutely. the support has to be there. Yeah. Without the support, then they're left to their own devices, which are, yeah. yeah, it's not as good. That's right. Mingus said it far better than I'm going to manage now, but the ability of a group of musicians to meet in one place, necessarily musicians who haven't even met each other. And speak and one language. Speak one language. Yeah. It's magic. That, that is magic. Yeah. I personally wouldn't choose Mingus uh, to to run anything, and <laughs> um, as much as I love him as a bass player, yeah, he's quite a volatile human being. Yeah, uh, he's a little bit spicy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, let's let's get to that question then. Do you think the world would be a better place if it were actually run by musicians? Yes. Well, we've tried religion. <laughs> yes. We've tried politics. Yeah. We've, we've tried, certainly tried wealth. We've tried um, <laughs> different types of philosophies. Uh huh. And here we are. Here you know, we are at jazz. And, and I'm now the president of the world. So yeah, so listen, what you say goes. It's definitely music. To be fair, Definitely Gary, jazz musicians. Are, listen, we haven't sworn you in yet. It's going to happen. I'm, I'm almost there, though. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah? Are, Is yeah. it going to happen? You're, yeah, it's going to happen. Right. You're in that kind of weird place that everyone knows you're president, but you're not actually. Nobody respects me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got no powers here. Everybody respects you. It's one of the great yeah. things about, about coming in and, and doing what you do, actually playing you know, and the effect, I mean, I know everybody listening at home gets it, but the effect on the room of two musicians like yourselves just getting up and playing like that, it's hypnotic and, and magic. And That is the greatness about jazz music. Yeah. Uh, this is the first time I've played with Deschanel. I've known him for quite a while, uh -huh. but this is the very first time that I've actually played with Deschanel. Um, and somehow we made it work to a degree. And is that still, that, that process, is that still as thrilling as it ever was? Yeah. To get up and play live. Yeah. 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 Even more important at this present time in the state of the world. Yeah. yeah. Playing music is the only thing that makes me happy at the moment. Yeah. To be honest. So when you were a kid starting to learn, you didn't go straight to the double bass, did you? No. I mean, you need a I, I went for a kickoff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I came through quite a few instruments. Uh, I actually went to trumpet was the first instrument that I actually decided to play. Although I was, I was already playing around on piano. Mm -hmm. Then one morning, 63, 64, I got up and I saw this incredible red guitar in the basement of my dad's um, little nightclub that he used to run. That I used to love going down there in the morning because it smelled of cigarette and beer. And, yeah, and yeah. I knew exactly what was going on the night before. And uh, well, you, the, you were too young to go in at night, so you'd go in and get well, the atmosphere. Well, you know, you had to go to bed early before sure. the real excitement started. Yeah. And um, there was this big red guitar in the room and it was Ernest Wrangling's guitar and he was in the working with Millie Small at the time and that was a click for me to think about strings as yeah. well playing a string instrument did you play that guitar no no it was so big yeah it was it, was, it looked like a double bass uh -huh. at the time I must have been about seven or eight and that was falling in love with jazz then yeah and so who was being played in, in your house? Did your parents play jazz music? Not really. It was mainly uh, Jamaican music, reggae, uh -huh. the Scatterlights, 
Um, there was some Gene Ummons in the house, yeah. uh, Count Basie. Dad said he felt that um, Duke Ellington was too sophisticated. You know, he, he preferred Basie. Okay. So I got to hear some of that. Uh, Ella and Louis were in the house as well. Uh-huh. And there's that classic album they did together. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. It's been mentioned many times, but that the picture of the two of them on the front, there's two people fully comfortable in their skin. Yeah, they respect each other. Yeah. And you can hear it in the music too. Absolutely. Um, what do you put on now? What brings you, you know, I mean, you get up and play, you play with other musicians, but what are the records that you go back to? Again? The last yeah. week or two has been Coltrane, Atlantic uh-huh. um, sessions, uh-huh. although I am interested in modern Coltrane, but Duke Ellington all the time. Look, we've got to get you sworn in, Mr. President. We can't proceed with you. Can't you just give it to me? No. I mean, listen, you can't assemble a cabinet without actually swearing in. Now, usually we would swear in uh, on a Bible, but I was caught red-handed, uh, taking one out of a hotel and arrested <laughs> by a group of Gideons. And, uh, yeah, they're swarming outside the, uh, inside the Hilton. And they made me put it back. So uh, instead of a Bible, what have you chosen that you want to swear in on? I've chosen Ray Brown's bass method. Now, obviously, everybody's read Ray Brown's bass method. Yeah, I hope but, so, uh, especially pages 100 to 104. Uh, There's some of the great pages. Uh, <laughs> me, uh, me, I'm a 74 through 81. Those are... Those are strong pages, but hey, that's Ray Brown's writing for you. Uh, what is this book? Why is it so important? Um, well, pages 100 and 104, I, I believe, are the basis of bass lines, modern mm-hmm. bass lines. It's just music on those pages, it's right? Just four pages of blues lines, really yeah. simple. Mm-hmm. But, um, my ex-teacher, Peter End, uh, the lord of the lower frequency. I don't know if you've, anybody yeah. knows the great Peter End who died recently. <laughs> Um, a great musician and a great contributor to jazz in Britain. Mm. He insisted that I, I bought this book and learnt those four pages. And he even wrote out the fingering for me. Beautiful. Well, we've got a real treat. I mean, I wish that more of the, uh, of the Jazz FM audience listening to this at home were able to be here with us in Pizza Express in Soho because mm-hmm. I've got the handwritten version that Ray Brown created before it was even published. Please, everyone, this have a look incredible. at that. Isn't that, isn't that something? Yeah? Uh, these are very delicate, very valuable pages. I'm just going to put that there on the table in front of you. Do please be very careful. We borrowed these from... Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of beer on the table. There's a lot of beer on the table. That's what Ray Brown wanted, and that's what we've given him. <laughs> if you could gently place your hands on uh, Ray Brown's base method, pages 100 to 100. And read the oath. I solemnly swear that as president I shall uphold and enhance the values and the aspirations of the United States of Jazz. As a basis, I understand when plucking is required. So when plucking is needed, look behind you. I will give you a good pluck. (laughs) When bowing is the right thing to do, I will bow. And when the situation calls for a sturdy slap with the side of my thumb, well, you're going to get slapping. (laughs) (laughs) I would keep safe the great tradition of always passing on the baton to the next generation of tomorrow's warriors and beyond. So help me, Diz. Your president, ladies and gentlemen, Gary Crosby. Sworn in. Mm -hmm. 
Thank you. Beautifully done. I'm just going to return that very precious document. Gary Crosby, now you've been sworn into office. It is time to start assembling your cabinet. The people who are going to support you in your presidency, advise you, guide you, and run the various departments. So let's play this and then you can tell us who it is. Second line composed and performed by Duke Ellington from the album New Orleans Suite on Atlantic Records. So, Duke Ellington, what a great first choice. So, what role do you want to put Duke Ellington in? Secretary of State. Oh, that's a good call, yeah. Um. <laughs> Secretary of State, Duke Ellington. Now, why Secretary of State? Well, he's, he's obviously had has a lot of experience meeting foreign dignitaries, yeah. leaders, and he, he wrote a, a wonderful piece of music that I thought was quite futuristic, how he saw the world would go. Um, Afro-Eurasian Eclipse, mm -hmm. where on it he quoted something from Marshall McLuhan that said that the future of the world would be an Afro-Eurasian mm -hmm. eclipse of mm -hmm. people. To me, it kind of proves that he has that kind of vision for the future of the world. Uh, mm. I feel totally comfortable with him meeting other foreign ministers from other countries. You know, he's met the Queen of England. He has. Um, he has. Um, I think he's performed for. for he the wrote world a wonderful, yeah, a yeah. wonderful piece called "The Queen's Suite," which I, I love as well. She is too, isn't she? And she's a wonderful, lovely, wonderful person. A lovely, sweet old lady. And. Um, just couldn't imagine Miles Davis being introduced to the Queen. I mean, I can imagine Duke Ellington. I can I can hear the language he would use to address Her Majesty. I would love to see footage of Miles Davis yeah. and the Queen. That'd be yeah. incredible. Yeah. Pleasure to meet you, Your Majesty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Duke Ellington definitely. Yeah. I think this is a great choice. Do you know, I was really struck listening to, uh, to Second Line there. When Ellington is described, people say big band. You think, oh, you know, big band. The clarity of the instruments in there. You can hear everything. There's so much going on. The arrangements are incredible. What a leader he was. Yes, experienced, what, 50, 60 years. So yeah. he had worked it out by that time. Yeah. You know, his music's played on Come Dancing. It's played on shopping malls he's, mm -hmm. he's a universal person I, I think it's a very good choice of, of course you think it's a good choice it's your choice <laughs> my job is to challenge you which i'm gonna do now well, no i think it's a pretty good choice yeah well. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> to yeah, be perfectly yeah. honest well, with um, uh, well that the track you chose was second line uh, have yeah. you been to new orleans yes have you and have you ever been lucky enough to to take part in or see a second line uh, uh no i haven't seen the second line but i went down to the ninth ward myself uh, brian edwards mm -hmm. and uh, it was late at night mm. and uh we were told we should go back and there was a, a group of young kids on the street who looked quite aggressive and by the time we got there they had a band together, but the band was made of bottles and bottle caps in their shoes, and they were putting on a show for us, you know what I mean? It's a great experience. That's and so cool. That I'm, was... I'm, and I'm so glad that's the direction the story took. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be perfectly honest, the idea of, of uh, Second Line Parades roaring through parts of the UK has always been something that I've wanted to happen. But when lockdown ended, I thought sh we should do a Second Line 
to announce that 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 it's over the pandemic has lifted and people musicians the the artists who glue the world together are working together again and just blast it right through the middle of the city wouldn't that be magic it would be any playing of jazz i think makes people happy so yes i totally agree with that i agree there my, was my government would support that totally <laughs> i had no idea how seriously you were going to take this role mr <laughs> president I've got it already, no? Yeah, yeah, no, you're in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you have it. I'm, I'm sending you to the gallows. <laughs> so yeah, after yeah. this, I've already got my secret police outside <laughs> waiting for you. <laughs> All right, so Duke Ellington as Secretary mm-hmm. of State. Are you confident that he would have good relations with, uh, with all the parts of the world that, uh, that he would need absolutely. to? Yeah? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, no doubt. He ran a huge big band of musicians who I think were devoted to him. So. For 40 odd years. Yeah, yeah. Um, All right, passed. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Duke Ellington, Secretary of State. There you go. All right, Mr. President, time for your second selection. My favorite things composed by Richard Rogers with lyrics by Oscar Hammerstein and performed there by Betty Carter from an audience of Betty Carter on Verve Records brackets live. <laughs> Betty Carter, now what position are you going to put her in? Uh, Secretary for Trade and Industry. All right. Um, She was possibly one of the early jazz musicians who started her own record company back in late 60s. And then she said something once in in a magazine that just made me feel that she would be the right person for me Uh to join us in the government. She actually said that all of the money that we were earning as jazz musicians should be put into like a pool and it should be shared amongst all of us. And that what was left would be used to um, develop you know, new young judgments, very similar to what we do yeah, with I mean, Tomorrow's that's, Warriors. Yeah. Exactly, that's the ethos. And, uh, yeah. and also, when you, when you see her live, I, I couldn't imagine her in any foreign situation losing you know she just scat the others to death <laughs> just scat and them off she seems quite uh, quite difficult to work with oh you think so you think she'd be tough when, when yeah needed. I think so yeah I mean that's hugely impressive for her to have set up her own label in the 60s and have such a clear vision of what she wanted to do yeah it was hard enough being a musician and a woman in music or any any industry there you go I, as far as I know all of the records I have were recorded by herself she mm-hmm. did it herself. She financed it and released it herself. When you were assembling your cabinet, she was your first choice, wasn't she? She came straight away, yeah. And did you know straight away what position you wanted her to yeah. occupy in, in yeah. your cabinet of jazz? Okay. I would say her and Ellington, they chose those spaces for themselves. Okay. Everybody else kind of had to fight. So you, uh, you used to go and watch her at, at Ronnie Scott's, right? I've seen her quite a, a couple of times at Ronnie's, yeah. I, I fell in love with her. Really, I just used to sit there and. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, um, I should say for people watching at home, that was uh, just big eyes. Did you meet her ever? Did you get to chat to her? N- not really. No, uh, I would. I was too young. I would just stand away. Yeah. It's quite a powerful person to be around. I was scared. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I mean, that's what you want for Secretary of Trade and Industry. She's got to go and get out there and kick, get the deals yeah, for you. And yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to check with the uh, audience. We'll throw this open to the democracy before us, to the plebs. Uh, 
That is exactly what you are. You are the plebiscite. Don't be ashamed of it, people. Embrace. Embrace. So uh, the notion is Betty Carter as Secretary of Trade and Industry. What do we think? (laughs) Mr. President, I believe you have persuaded them. Congratulations. Betty Carter is over the line. Now that we've made Betty Carter Secretary of State for Trade and Industry, let's have a look at some of the suggestions from the audience here at uh, Peter Express in Soho. I've asked them to come up with their own cabinet of jazz. And who have we got here? Who would you nominate? Uh, Marvin Gaye. All right. Secretary of State for the Environment because he knows what's going on. Yes. Totally. That's that a good call. The ecology, right? Uh, John Batiste yeah this is good for uh, to run the Department of Education uh, Earth, Wind and Fire uh, all of them as Environment Secretary <laughs> this person's simply written makes sense <laughs> yeah. I mean there are three elements so, <laughs> so why not yeah. uh, what have we got here James Brown, are you a James Brown fan? I do like James's music yeah yeah, it's important to clarify, isn't it? I like James's music. But um, he, he wouldn't be able to join my government. He's, he's been to prison, so... Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. Listen, if, you, if you're going to narrow this down to just, mus- <laughs> just musicians with no criminal past... It's uh, just, just me and Duke Ellington. Yeah, it might just be you and Duke. <laughs> I think... Well, this person's suggestion is James Brown as Minister of New Bags. Uh, <laughs> Because he has a brand new bag. I mean, I mean, look, we're being encouraged not to use new bags. We're supposed to use bags for life, which most of us have enough of now. If you strung them together, you'd have a meaningful sense of what eternity looks like. Uh, I think you're going to like this one. Uh, who would you nominate from the world of soul, blues and jazz into the cabinet of jazz? John Coltrane mm-hmm. as Secretary of Transportation. And they've put... Train in capital letters. <laughs> With a, a further suggestion that his assistant should be Van Morrison. So <laughs> I like it. I, I like it. I don't know if I can take that one seriously, yeah. but uh, I, I, mean, do like I don't it. know whether we could have Betty Carter as well. <laughs> Why not? Great suggestions. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen, for those. All right, time for your next uh, nomination. This is for Secretary of State for Health and Wellbeing. Say it over and over again. Performed by the John Coltrane Quartet from the album Ballads on Impulse Records was written by Frank Losa and Jimmy McHugh. So, John Coltrane, what a great choice. Secretary of State for Health and Wellbeing. Yes. Why did you choose Coltrane for that job? He has experience of bad health <laughs> he certainly does <laughs> oh, there was something in a book where he's, DJ had asked him what does he really want to do with his music and he said he would want his music to reach that point where he could heal a sick friend you can hear the healing like post recovery from drug addiction in a love supreme yes right it's all there yeah, as, uh, as a document and uh, I've made the mistake a few times of listening to tracks in isolation from that record. No, I, I like them, but they're tough. But when you listen to the whole story, the whole, of a the whole Supreme, story, yeah. Yeah, it's like an incantation. It's a healing process. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I mean, I'm That's not putting up much resistance here, am I, to no. Secretary of State for Health and Wellbeing? I, th- I think he's got it, right? Well, let's see. Uh, we haven't got there yet. 
Well, it doesn't matter what they say. I'm the president. I can't, you know, whether they vote for it or not. Uh-oh, this just took a turn. No, no. no they again. say power corrupts. I had no idea a spirit there as is... generous as yours would turn so easily, Mr. President. In the case of Coltrane, yes. Yeah, yes. you'll fight for him. Uh, I would, yeah. I think it's yeah. just, I think, if, you're, if you feel that Coltrane is the right guy. I mean, do you think his experience with ill health, struggling with addiction in the way that he did, do you think it's helpful? Well, he knows what's wrong. Uh-huh. And he, he did overcome it. Yeah, no, sure. I mean, would you, uh, Coltrane's a good example, would you like for all of your health ministers to have had extensive experience of heroin addiction? No. <laughs> no. But once in a while. I'm, gonna, I'm only half joking But there. you can use uh, people that have had negative experiences and other things and use it for the benefit of the of the whole society that we live in that's a beautiful piece of music that say it over and over again it's not one that i know all that well the stuff i know best is coltrane playing with miles davis and i really enjoyed that relationship between the two of them coltrane was frenetic at that time he mm -hmm. wanted to play every possible note More. every arrangement of notes he could and miles, miles davis cool. would leave yeah, yeah yeah a good balance yeah. But I would say Ballads is possibly my favourite Coltrane album at the moment. And I would advise all of my citizens to <laughs> listen to that music. Uh, also, um, I would advise if there was some way we could get, you know, every morning, six o'clock in the morning, that song was played. I, I believe we'd have a better world. What do you think about it? i tell you what, if you played it at six, a huge number of jazz musicians <laughs> wouldn't be aware that it had happened. Yeah. I'd play it again at around 11.30 if I was you. I'm not playing it for the jazz musicians. They're cool anyway. Yeah. Playing it for the people who are getting up to do a... To go a, and do a, a day's day work. work. Yeah, That's yeah. nice. What do you go to for, for a bit of healing? What records do you go to? What are the ones, if you've had a, a difficult day or a particularly joyful day, what are the ones that light you up, that you return to again um, and again? Definitely that particular track. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And any Ellington mm -hmm. makes me happy. What do you put on when you're in rage? In rage? Yeah. Mingus. Do you? Yeah, yeah. You go straight yeah, to Mingus. Mingus really gets you, uh -huh. gets me excited. And what about when, uh, when you're feeling amorous? What do you play? Mingus. <laughs> <laughs> Enraged and amorous at the same time. Uh, well, Mingus has both both yeah, yeah, sides yeah. No, no, it's, it's his true. ballads are quite beautiful as well uh-huh but um black saint and sinner lady says it all really you know yeah, that, yeah. that tuba is humping the whole way isn't it yeah and there are uh transition by coltrane can get you quite excited as well mm -hmm. that's quite an aggressive so uh john coltrane secretary of state for health and well-being uh what do we think ladies and gentlemen of the republic or the uh the united states of jazz Okay. Now, your final choice. This is your uh, wild card. Let's hear this and then we can explain a little bit more about who this is. That was Hummingbird, composed and performed there by Steve Williamson from the album A Waltz for Grace on Verve Records. Uh, Steve Williamson, what cabinet position are you giving him? He would be Minister for Inner and Outer Space Exploration and Development. I should point out, this is your wild card where you're allowed to just... This is wild. <laughs> make, make some crazy shit up. This is going to be wild. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Um, now, who is Steve Williamson to you? Because you, you guys know um, each other really well. Yeah, and yeah. hopefully 
most of you should know Steve Williams. If you don't, um, his cabinet role will introduce his wonderful concepts and uh, ideas about music to the rest of the world. Um, he was one of the jazz warriors back in the 90s. I uh, played in his band and um, just had a great time thinking about this incredibly complicated music he was putting in front of us. He, you had a headache after speaking with him, but the next morning it it come clear and you you think you understood. You've and had it, your share of disagreements with him, right? Oh, we fight like cat and dog, mate, but I, I love him to bits. Yeah. We, we do argue quite a bit, but um, uh, what, there is a love. Over music, uh, d- direction of... Anything. <laughs> Anything at all. You described him as having a relentless pursuit of a perfect musical idea. Yeah. I mean, that's that's lofty. It yeah. can't be easy being in that guy's band. No, it wasn't. But it was re- very rewarding. Yeah. You know, if we, when we got it right, it's one of the most um, beautiful things in mm. my life, actually, playing with that band. It's a very strong band, too. You know, mm. Mark Mondesi, Jason Rebello. So the exploration of outer space, I, I guess we're familiar with. I've seen Star Trek. Uh, the yes. exploration of the inner space, what do you mean by that? Well, things like uh, yoga, f- philosophy, mm-hmm. the study of harmony and the effects of harmony on you as an individual. Because mm. Steve sometimes would talk about using music to, to heal people and do good things. Not that it worked, but... Um, at least we spoke about it. Well, it, it maybe yeah, like it may all be. politicians, at least we yeah. talk about these things that we're not going to do. And maybe it worked, you know. I mean, you yeah, found I, music uh, transformative. Actually, it did work on me. Uh, um, three years ago, I had a disability accident, mm-hmm. and the first thing I asked uh, Janine, my partner, to mm-hmm. bring me a, a guitar in the hospital mm-hmm. and bring me Hummingbird, and I thought this thing is either going to kill me. Mm-hmm. or it's going to heal me because it's quite a complicated piece of music and I wanted my brain mm-hmm. to start working again. This is supposed to... You, so it's exactly that same track. I, I, while in hospital, I had a little acoustic bass, a little ukulele bass. Yeah. And I tried to learn it and I, and I got it right. So you, you were recovering in hospital from a, a brain, a brain hemorrhage. hemorrhage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so just to tell me, like, what happened there when you began to recover? Did you have a sense of confidence that you'd be able to play? Always. Um, Obviously, you you learn that there are other complications, but of course, when something like that happens to you and something that you love is taken Mm -hmm. away, your thing is, I'm going to get that guy. But the reality hit quite quickly. Mm -hmm. um, But it was this track. It was that track. It's the first thing I tried to learn because I thought I didn't get it right 30 years ago. So I'm going to get it right because, you know, I didn't know what was going to happen in the next few weeks or so. So so I thought I was going to get it right. Yeah. You went straight for something pretty complicated, man. It was either going to drive me to death or I was going to become a better person. Uh, <laughs> and I think I have. Yeah, definitely. Oh, it's beautiful. Uh, I, not, I, not bragging that I'm a better person, but... Listen, but you're I, the president. It actually helped me. Yeah, I can say what I like yeah, now, Yeah, you can say it? what you like. Yeah. It's, it's totally fine. I'm glad, very glad that you got through that and were able to play. It's, it's, it's wonderful. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah.
And also, thank you for this, because I this is not a piece of music that I'd heard before. And then when you suggested Steve Williamson in this wild card role of, uh, you said, Secretary of New Sciences in the Exploration of Inner and Outer Space mm-hmm. using music. I listened to it with that in mind and I went, oh, this is great. And it's a piece of music I'm going to go back to again and again and like keep hearing it, keep hearing new things in it, hopefully, which I think is what you're aiming for. Oh, yeah. Um, and the song has... Uh, can I get a bit theoretical? Please, uh, yeah. I mean, it's, there's the music, the line, but there's the inversion of it. And on the inversion, there are about five, six different layers he has. Mm. And the name Hummingbird, he said he was in Jamaica and he saw a hummingbird, you know, going around a flower. Mm-hmm. And that's how he d- devised the piece. He saw that there was this solid thing in the center and he just buzz around it. And that's how he explained it to us. Although he gave us written music to read. Yeah. And I thought, this guy is totally mad, but I love him. That's a great inspiration. You want to take your cabinet, and indeed anyone else, to Jamaica on a regular basis, don't you? I wouldn't mind going there on my own with (laughs) with the inner circle. I don't know if the rest of the cabinet have to come, but they can pay their own way. I'm not going to use taxpayers' money to take them to Jamaica. Yeah. All right, well, that's not what the notes say. So. <laughs> All right. But you'll go. Well, you find it, you, t- you go to Jamaica and it, it, like it's a place of connection yeah, and, and healing and, and Yeah, inspiration I, I usually come you. back with ideas. It's better yeah. than going doing golf, I think. Yeah. For me, anyway. Yeah, I find the same thing with woking. <laughs> <laughs> that, that can be cool too. Every time I go there, I think, wow. I need to work harder. (laughs) Inspiration. Yeah. So, Mr. President, Mm -hmm. um, your cabinet has been assembled. I can't stand in the way of Steve Williamson, your description of him watching a hummingbird and that being the basis of... of A composition. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So he's through. Um, What do you want to do as president? What's top of your list of priorities? You can order the world however you wish to. I believe music and art can tame the beast in man. Mm-hmm. So I'd, I'd, its functionality and use should be more prevalent. I want all of my ministers to um, fight hard for financing their departments mm-hmm. and developing those, those skills that Mr. Williamson and John Coltrane will be developing for us mm-hmm. over the years. And we hope to see a better world. Absolutely, yeah. And one in which music is taught in schools, right? Again, properly, instruments made available to, to kids definitely. growing up yeah, so they can, yeah, yeah, you know, because it's, it's getting harder and harder. It's only the privileged who Go really back have to, access to it, that stuff. What was it back in Ilya? Was it back in the 70s? Because, mm-hmm. you know, I got some free lessons. Mm-hmm. And quite a few of us in the jazz world, we got free lessons, mm. which um, look what you've done for us. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that sadly is all the time we have for this week my thanks to this week's president the wonderful Gary Crosby to my producer Debbie Kilbride exec producer Alison Vernon-Smith and of course to Peter Express who have hosted us tonight The Cabinet of Jazz is a Loftus media production for Jazz FM supported by the Audio Content Fund and ladies and gentlemen please give it up once again for the wonderful Gary Crosby Thank Thank you